Super Talk Mississippi media production. Find your new ride at Kia McCombs all-new location at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Come find out why McComb loves Kia McComb at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Right on the corner, right on the price. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. And good morning, Mississippi. Obviously, this is not Nellie Neal. You don't have the Garden Mama. This is Ken Hagman, the Birdman, filling in for Nellie this morning. She's uh, taking a well-deserved break, having an, a weekend off, and, and that gives me a chance to get on and talk to all of you wonderful listeners out there. We're going to talk about gardening for the birds and, and doing a lot of things going on out there. The hummingbirds are moving rapidly. The the uh, western species coming in. Ours are leaving. And just a lot going on in the bird world right now. We'll talk about gardening. Gardening for wildlife, uh, maybe what's going on with the deer, the snakes, the bats, whatever is happening in your neck of the woods. Before we do, let's get a, uh, a look at the weather. We've got Lance behind the glass. How are you doing this morning, Lance? How's it going, bird man? Happy to have you in today. I'm happy to be here, as always. Well, you don't have to, uh, you get to talk about birds and you're not announcing a game or, or teaching at the moment. I bet this is a little reprieve from the normal. Well, it's a reprieve. It's, it's fun. It's exciting. I love it. But I I love all of that other stuff, too. I just... Uh a lot going on. It's been a wonderful week. We had a fall break. Um, I, we're transitioning toward that modified calendar. Everybody's calling it year-round school. It's not year-round, um, but we are transitioning toward that. We had a fall break, uh, sort of like a spring break, a whole week off here. And my brother and I went up to Indianapolis. Um, they were closer, a couple of concerts closer, but this was the one that I could get away. We went up to Indianapolis and, and got to see the Eagles and Steve Miller Band in concert. Uh, just a fantastic uh, week. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just beside myself and on top of myself and underneath myself and everything else. Just a, a great, great week. Well, we do the uh, birthdays and those types of things in the very first segment of the Gallo Show. And so I think it was like Monday or Tuesday, and I was reading off the birthdays and got to Steve Miller. Steve Miller's 80. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, man, the, you know, fly like an eagle, baby. And then, like, I mean, five minutes later, one of our regular texters texted. He goes, man, I heard Steve Miller died. And I'm like, God, I hope not. And uh, so he said it was an Internet hoax, but he about had a heart attack thinking that he was. I'm like, yeah, he's playing, I think, right? He's on tour. Yeah. Yeah. They had just come off of a 40-city tour, 80 years old. Just come off of a 40-city tour, and uh, when when the lead singer of Dan Steely Dan uh, went into the hospital, they needed an opening act, and uh, Cheryl Crow had filled in somewhere that they had performed, and um, they she couldn't do that weekend or that week that that we were up there, and they called Steve Miller, and with two days' notice, Steve Miller band jumped in and i had no idea he was 80 years old i mean i I should have figured it out from my age and knowing how young i was when i was listening to his music um but 80 wow and i'll tell you lance he has not lost a beat not a step just an an amazing concert it's one of those things you have to get the t-shirt 
And and I was commenting on how much I enjoyed your T-shirt. You got to get the T-shirt and live to tell about it when you go I, to those types of shows. You know, they're a lot of fun. Absolutely. Well, the one thing I'm going to have to do though, I've I, I got the biggest shirt they had. I'm going to have to lose some weight to be able to keep wearing it because uh, it's 100% cotton and it's already tight. That that that'll tell you something right there. I think that there's a tremendous bias against us big guys. Uh, when it comes to going to concerts and Broadway shows and things of that sort, they just don't sell big shirts. I guess they think there's not enough of us out there, but uh, look around America. <laughs> uh, we're getting bigger all the time. Good evening. That. I don't know where that came from. Good morning, everybody. How are you out there? Ken Hackman, the Birdman, in here for you this morning. We're going to have a wonderful time this morning. Uh, looking forward to talking to all of y'all out there. Um, as always, this is a caller-driven show, and we want to hear from you. We want to know what's going on in your neck of the woods. We want to know uh, what's happening in your yard, what's blooming, what's not blooming, um, what's going right What's going wrong? Talk to us. Give us a call. The number to call is 888-808-8637. That's 888-808-8637. And, of course, the C Spire text line, don't text and drive. The C Spire text line is 601-879-4395. That's 601-879-4395. Every year we get a lot of phone calls about this time. Are the Hummers gone? Are they gone? Are they gone? Do I need to take my feeders down? Etc. Etc. Sort of. Not really, but kind of. This is the time of year when our ruby-throated hummingbirds are flying south for the winter. They're going to head across the Gulf of Mexico. They'll either go trans-gulf or around the Texas coast. And there's nothing that you can do that is going to cause one of those little babies to stay here. If they are healthy, they will leave. If they are not healthy, they will stay, and they will need your feeder. But that's not the best part. Well... That's kind of a sad part, but the best part is that we are already getting records of western species of hummingbird in Mississippi. I've already seen two reports of rufous hummingbirds, which are beautiful little uh, rusty red birds. Um, <clears throat> we've we've usually got about five or six species in the state every year, and we've had as many as eleven different species of hummingbird from out west that end up in our. Our, our southeastern area. We've got Dave from Ripley, Mississippi on the line, and Dave wants to talk about owls. Go ahead, Dave. You're talking to the Birdman. Yeah, um, I've had a, I've been watching a couple of owls in my yard. I've got a pretty big yard. I guess it's about 300 feet out there. I see them. I've been seeing them all summer. A couple of them. And one, I've got a lot of dogs. I mean, they get close to the house. The dogs scare the crap out of them. So, yeah. So they stay out that way, but I see him swooping down, you know, almost like a space artist, you know, this way and this way. And uh, all of a sudden, about the 1st of September, I just quit seeing them. I was just wondering what their what their motions were, their habitats or whatever. whatever. Uh-huh. Why come I not see them anymore? Are they large or small owls? No, they're pretty large. Cause one of them flew up here about 30 foot and got on top of this little cedar post and was sitting there looking at me, and I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And do they have a little... Right, right before dark every night. Right. Do they have a little ear tufts on top of their head? 
Well, it's always right before dark, so I couldn't get a really good look at the at okay. thing. So I, our our two most problem. common large owls are the barred owl and the great horned owl. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, those aren't really horns, and they really aren't ears. We call them ear tufts, but they're really not ears. Uh, they are just feather extensions, and they give them a really regal look, I think. Uh, both of those are, are right now in the process of looking for mates and nesting. Uh, the great horned owl will start laying eggs in uh, probably here in the next month or so, and they will they will be on those eggs, and those eggs will hatch really dead of winter. Um, it, it's amazing how they are able to do that, and it could be that they have secreted themselves away uh, to start that process. Now, typically. Uh, you will hear them calling back and forth. Um, if you're yeah. sitting out in the yard, you should have heard some of that going on. Um, That's true. Uh, if if it's a great horned owl, it's it's kind of a... Mm-hmm. And if it's a barred owl, it's kind of a... <laughs> and uh, they're fun. They're fun. I'm sorry. I believe it's. I believe it's more of the first one you did. Okay, and and I'm not real good at them. There are there are several people around the area that can that can sound just exactly like one. Uh, I could pull up the call on my cell phone, but uh, it, it's uh, it's really interesting to watch them. And if you get the chance, keep your eyes open. They they are probably still around somewhere. They wouldn't be there if they weren't finding food. And finding food is very important when you start nesting. It just may be that they're kind of tucked away someplace. Um, Where do they? Where, how high are they, do they put their nest, generally? Well, that's the amazing thing. The great horned owl is probably, and if it was the first one that I did, it's probably great horned owl, is probably the most adaptable nester that we have in North America. Uh, they are known to nest, and I'm not even joking here, they are known to nest underground, in cavities, in trees, in owl boxes, and yes, you can buy owl boxes, uh, in in nests of uh, hawks, crows, you name it, um, on flat on the ground in the desert, in the tundra all the way up there. Uh, they are just some of the most adaptable nesters there are anywhere in North America. They're just amazing. Uh, I, I find them very fascinating. We found a nest once in... Uh, Ocean Springs. I had a group of students down there, and we were walking through an area, and there was a great horned owl that had laid her eggs just in the crook of a tree. No nest, just laid the eggs in the crook of a tree, um, and it, it was amazing. She just sat there and watched as as we walked by, and she just kind of kept her eyes on us and had fun. Um, wow. They're such majestic creatures. And one of the really interesting things about owls, I don't know if you noticed that you never heard them fly. Think about it. No, they, you I mean, never heard like, their wings flap. The no, they just kind of soar. Yeah, soared up here. The front cool, though, leading edges of their wing feathers are serrated like a steak knife, and they literally cut through the air without making any noise whatsoever. Yeah, they're amazing creatures. Cool. Yes, yeah, I've been sick last few summers, but I really never paid that much attention until I started seeing two of them this summer, and, and all, they were there every night, and then all of a sudden, 
you know, but I noticed around the first of September they just weren't here, you know. Now they're around somewhere. You can bet on that, Un- uh, unless well, sure unless somebody with a shotgun has gotten hold of them, and and sadly well, that still happens. Oh no, I wouldn't do that. But I've got a lot of dogs out here. We live out the country. And they get close enough, they'll just run out there and they'll fly off, you know. Mm-hmm. But they, that's the only time I ever seen them get this close to the house. But they, you know, they were pretty cool to watch. They are magnificent creatures. I'll tell you what. Well, well Dave, well, thanks for. Go ahead. Were you were you on a were you on a gallo show a couple of weeks ago? Uh, well, it's been more than a couple of weeks, but yes, sir, I was. Well, I was I, I was listening. I listen to Superdog all the time, and I thought I heard you. And he was bombarding you with hummingbird questions. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually that was actually an interview uh, over. I think I was on my computer at school, actually. Um, so it was over over the computer, uh, an interview online. Oh, well, I was waiting patiently, and he just kept on and on. And so I texted him. I said, thanks for, thanks for getting all your hummingbird questions. <laughs> I wanted to talk to anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> well, anytime you want to call, uh, you know how to reach me here. Thank you very kindly. All I right. Thank you, Dave. We appreciate your call. Wow, what a wonderful call to start off the day, Lance. Owls are just so fascinating to me, and they're wonderful creatures, and I think they're greatly misunderstood. Um, Just, I get verklempt just thinking about how beautiful they are and, and how majestic they are. And you know, most people think that all owls hoot, and that's not the case at all. Uh, I, I wish you could hear the song of, of say, an elf owl. Uh, there's an owl out in, in uh, the west, the elf owl, that's about – I know the listeners can't see this. It's, it's about the size of a sparrow, little tiny owl, and uh, they sound like they're laughing. Yeah, I, the, the owls up in the delta that we see or hear, I, I love it because you can sit on the front porch and you hear one a mile and a half away. And then you'll well, hear one 100 yards away. And then you'll hear one 200 yards. And then they get into a little song and dance where they they all allow each other to say their thing. Mm-hmm. And then the other one calls. And then it'll be like a pack of hyenas <laughs> in the woods going off for 20 minutes. And then it'll just stop. And stop. then dead quiet. Yeah. And you're like, why did you stop? That was so awesome. I, <laughs> come on. Come on. And my dogs, I have bird dogs. Uh-huh. And they know what birds are. And, man, they love an owl. They can, they'll sit there. Those ears will perk up. It is music to their ears. It's just funny, even in the backyard at the house, at the reservoir, hearing them get going and the dogs, how they, they love the owls. It's uh, There's something about it. You know, it is a beautiful sound, and they're so different and diverse. Oh, extremely different. The, the <clears throat> I had a, a great gray owl land on my camera lens many years ago, and uh, that picture's in my classroom, by the way, uh, landed on my camera lens, and I, I was actually up in Minnesota uh, shooting camera, shooting owls, and uh, hopefully seeing a snowy owl, but that never happened. I, I still have not seen my snowy owl. I'm keeping my fingers crossed, but with the uh, the way the weather was this summer, I don't think we'll have much of an eruption. Did you, uh, you know, I, I know that owls and birds, well, I'm not sure about owls, but I know that certain birds, and I was reading some of the homework that Nellie left me, and uh, fascinating stuff from Max Planck Institute, and that about mm-hmm. how in different stages that birds and different birds uh, build their song, and how they 
get confident with their song and how they're testing the song. And mm-hmm. would you, do do owls do the same thing, or are they or, or do they, have they refined it already by the time you're? <clears throat> and I got a frog in my throat this morning. We're not going to talk about frogs, are we? Um, <clears throat> almost any bird species that I'm aware of um, has stages that they go through, and you should hear juvenile owls. They are they are funny little things to to hear and and fuzzy all over the place when they are in that branching stage that they do before they fly they'll leave the nest but they just go up and down branches in the tree uh, a lot like a, a little baby when they first start getting up and they'll i called it branching when when our kids are growing up. They'll stand up holding onto a table or a chair or something, and they just kind of travel around the, the coffee table or walk along the edges of the chair and then fall down and get themselves back up. Yeah, my, my, goal, my German short-haired pointer who's eight weeks, that's what he uh-huh. yeah, it's, it's Stand up, fall down. Run over yeah. here, fall down. Stand up, roll over. Do this. Yawn. I'm tired. I need food. Yeah. So, yeah. so owls are similar to puppies. Well, they are. Kids. They, yeah. they do that branching. Uh, most birds, most of your altricial birds that are up in trees, uh, when they are in the nest, they are growing rapidly. And then by the time they leave the nest and fly, they're as big as their mom and dad. And most people don't realize that. We're going to talk about a lot more before the morning is over. Uh, you are listening to the Nellie Neal Garden Mama Show. Um, we're going to be here all morning long until 10 o'clock talking about what you'd like to talk about. Of course, it is a caller-driven show, and we'd love for you to call in and, and talk to us about what's going on in your yard. The number is 888-808-8637. Again, 888-808-8637. Or our C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. Give us a text. Give us a call. We want to talk to you this morning right here on the Garden Mama Show. Every week. Call 1 800. Welcome back. We're talking to Bob and his wife, Jenny, about doghouse living. Well, it's okay. Ours is a two story doghouse, and on the bright side, it's a great alternative for today's high priced homes. Really? Try having your feet hang out all winter. Well, my daddy always said, put your best foot forward. Folks, stay out of the doghouse by calling 811 before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. Do you have an old, outdated website or just a Facebook page and still not bringing in customers? Targeted digital advertising from Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. We've sent that Rip Van Winkle guy to the dentist. Hey, what? Hey, what? And what's worse than a trip to the dentist? Your wife's paint project that you've put off. Let Seabrook Paint in Jackson and Ridgeland find that Benjamin Moore paint and a contractor that will get you back doing the important things in life, like grilling and watching sports. Seabrook, Benjamin Moore paint, and a happy wife, happy life. Seabrook Paint in Jackson on Monument and in Ridgeland on West Jackson. First down. Ready for the big game? 
You are if you have a Honda generator from Frederick Sales and Service. Frederick Sales and Service can have you game day ready for your tailgate party. Honda Super Quiet Generators are known for being reliable, lightweight, and fuel efficient, so you can enjoy the game without all the noise and hassle that lesser generators provide. Pick up a Honda generator today at Frederick Sales and Service on Highway 471 in Brandon or call 601-824-0074. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601 601- 1-939-7420. A proud provider of Ream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> Ream, the new degree of comfort. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Imagine it's the final game of the season, but your symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC are making a comeback. What should you do? Keep managing your constipation with belly pain the same old way? Or try getting ahead of your symptoms by talking to your doctor about Linzess, linaclotide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IVSC in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine what could relief from IBSC mean for you. Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. You know, one of the great things about filling in for the Garden Mama Lance is listening to her music. Ah, got to love Marvin Gaye. Oh, we have a good time, too. She gave me a list uh, a little while back, and um, she's like, hey, you know, I want you to cut me a few songs. It was probably 10 or 15, and some of the songs on it, I knew I know the song, and I, mm-hmm. I would, you know, read the, the title, and uh, then I'd look over at the artist, and I'm like, who in the world and those are the originals. I mean, yeah. some of the great songs that have been covered, and you'll you'll hear the original playa. And I learned so much. And then Paul is the same way. Buddy loves the music side. Yeah. I guess that's part of being in this business. You you kind of have to enjoy music. It uh, you got to enjoy cutting it and making it fit into things and overlaying it and and crushing it together to make different things. It's really a lot of fun to edit. And I'm sure you know it's uh, probably very similar to most any profession. 
where you know if you love what you do it's it's really not like a job yeah but the music part really adds a lot to the enjoyment to what we do i think oh definitely definitely music is such a wonderful interla- international language i'm tongue-tied this morning um <clears throat> you still got the eagles on your mind I, well, mind like an eagle baby yeah it ain't easy is it <laughs> the eagles and and uh steve miller band and had a nice get together last night with uh, a lot of theater friends over at my place and uh that went on into the evening, and and just a wonderful time last night. Oh, uh, I wanted to Dave, our caller from Ripley, who was uh, had the owl questions. He wanted me to ask you if you would uh, remind listeners where you get your hummingbird feeders. Always get mine at uh, Wild Birds Unlimited in the Little Floors Gallery Shopping Center here in Jackson area, um, <clears throat> right on I fifty five North, uh, where the Piccadilly is or used to be. Is it still there? I mean, the last time I came through there, I, I thought it was still there. Okay, I, I just sure. hadn't yeah. haven't paid attention. Uh, Wild Birds Unlimited is just about the only place I'll go. Um, full disclosure here: many, many years ago, I worked there. Um, love the people that run it; they are very knowledgeable. I am not a current employee, but I tell you, there's nowhere else that I would ever go to get feeders, um, seed. The seed there is just so, so good. Uh, you can you can go to most of the, the stores and, and buy a mixed seed blend, and about 60% of that is filler. I don't know how much folks have noticed the amount of seed that grows up underneath their feeders that's different kinds of, of weeds coming up. Well, they're not weeds. They're, you know what a weed is? It's just a plant that people, somebody has decided they don't want. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I learned uh, that from Nellie. <laughs> a, a plant that's in the wrong place or a plant that uh, you haven't found a use for. Um, <clears throat> good seed blends don't have that 60% of filler, and the filler seed is seed that that makes it heavier, gives it bulk, uh, but the birds don't eat, and that's the problem. Uh, So they go scratching through that 60% looking for the good seed that's in there. And seed costs a little more at a specialty shop like that, but you will find out um, that you're saving money by buying the more expensive seed because it goes further. And it's it's really an interesting thing. Let's talk a little bit about those hummingbirds. We, we've got so much going on, and um, I want to make sure that, that people understand and realize how important it is to leave feeders up all year long. And I want to say this. Remember that Paul Gallo will be listening to this, so he, he's taking notes. <laughs> Good morning, Paul. How, how are you out there? Um, <clears throat> just a, a bit of information about hummingbirds. Leave the feeders up. Uh, if you need to find a way to take it in at night to keep it from freezing, that's fine as well. Uh, a lot of people will put an electric uh, light, hang it near a light bulb at night or something along those lines to to have that ambient heat keep it from freezing over. There are actually heaters that you can put out beside them. Uh, so much that's that's out there available for hummingbird feeders. There's only one type of feeder that I will use, and that's a dish-type feeder where the feeding port is actually above the fluid. A lot of those hourglass-shaped feeders where the feeding port is down at the bottom and all the fluid's above, those leak. 
very, very easily. And you can have a mess on your hands and ants and wasps and everything else. The really good feeders, in my opinion, are the dish-style feeders. And it's a round dish, uh, clear plastic, with the solution about an inch thick uh, down below, and then on top is a red cover that has little tiny holes in it for feeding. And those are available at Wild Birds Unlimited. They are the best hummingbird feeder that I have ever come across, and I absolutely love them. They've got a little place to put uh, water inside a little – just regular water – inside a little cup to keep ants from getting to it because uh, ants won't cross water. I don't know how many folks out there know that. They will not cross water. And if they get flooded, they'll all collect together and and try to hook up with one another um, to hang on so that wherever they end up, they are in good shape. We are all over the place this morning, Lance. Uh, we need some callers to call in and ask questions well, to help have, give us some direction. Yeah, we have a whippoorwill question. Uh, oh, Jim excellent. Bogachita said, hey, I, what has happened to him? I've heard only one in 10 months. Wow. Well, one, we don't have whippoorwills, uh, especially down in Bogachita. Um, what we have in, in Mississippi is the Chuckwills Widow. And if you listen very carefully, for the listener that that texted in with that, if you listen very carefully, there's a little sound right in front of what you're hearing. It's it's. Let me see if I can pull one up here. I, I keep forgetting that we've got these uh, wonderful wonderful devices in our hands. I'm gonna pull this up real quick. The uh, Chuckwill's widow and the whippoorwill are very very closely related, and they're amazing creatures. I want you to talk in the, as we get through this segment. Oh. You hear that little right in front. Little click. Yeah. Little click. Uh, and the whippoorwill is uh, a, a little different from that. And it actually sounds more like whippoorwill. Whip for real. Whip And you don't have the little click. You don't you have that little that click. Uh, it, just a chuck. And that's where they got the name. Chuck Will's Widow. Uh, chuck Will's Widow. Chuck. All of those are named by um, their call, which is interesting. And that whole family of birds is called goat suckers. Uh, love that little colloquialism. Um, <clears throat> the goat suckers. And that goes back to ancient, not ancient, but uh, early farmers' beliefs that the the uh, birds would come in at night in the barn and, and suck milk from the goats. <laughs> they have this huge, wide mouth, and they're they're almost always found around farms. Uh, they feed at night. Uh, my grandfather in Newton County called them bull bats. I don't know if you've ever heard the term bull bat, uh, but they come out at night like bats do, and uh, they feed on insects uh, all around the cattle pens and and the and the pasture and everything like that. And they are just wonderful. Um, they've got another very close relative called the nighthawk, the common nighthawk, and they're often found in town uh, on top of buildings, and and you see them at night all the time in in Jackson up and down big buildings and uh, on top of the mall. Well, that, that's one question I had for you and some of the reading I was doing earlier in the week about uh, the the grackle 
is a bird that they say has expanded a good bit into urban areas and mm-hmm. over time that the the light that is so prevalent in cities has caused certain species of birds' eyes to be a little smaller mm-hmm. because the light is so prevalent versus those that live in more rural areas, same species, have eyes that are going to be a little larger and more uh, less susceptible to the sensitivities of light. I just found that fascinating that uh, same species mm-hmm. live in fairly proximate, one rural, one urban, could have that kind of development and, and adaptation in fairly short order. Uh, there's a lot going on right now with that due to uh, climate change, whatever you know you want to call it. Um, <clears throat> don't know how much you've heard about the Groller bear. Uh, there is a new hybrid. I say new. Um, back in 2006 was the first recording, I think, of, of one in the wild. A hunter shot one, had no idea what he had right away. Um, a hybrid between polar bears and grizzly bears. And they call it the Groller if it's a male grizzly and a female polar bear. It's called a Pizzly if it's a male polar bear and a female grizzly. Um, the Kind of like the Liger and the Tyon uh, from lions and tigers being forcibly uh, interbred. But this is a natural hybridization. And it's happening because the polar bears are moving south since they don't have the ice to hunt from. They're having to find food other ways. They're moving south and coming into contact with grizzly populations. Uh, we call the creation of new species multiplication of species. What a lot of people don't know is that the polar bear was once grizzly bear. And the ones that moved further north and started hunting and and feeding in the manner that they did, filling the niche that they did, uh, evolved into what we now know as polar bears. Those that remained in the the milder climes um, maintained their position as grizzly bears. Species adapt to fit the needs of their environment. And what you're seeing with those grackles is that those that live in town, they are adapting for that particular situation. And the ones that live in the country are adapting for that particular environment. And as this adaptation goes on over thousands of years, they will eventually become two different species. Um, There are so many instances of that that I could talk about this morning. But I guess my question with that is like, you, you know, think of electricity. It hadn't been around that long, Mm-mm. but you see that kind of adaptation very quickly. And if we look at uh, evolution or Darwin and those things, you think it would take you know much longer to have those types of adaptations, but it doesn't seem to be the case. Well, you have to think about the lifespan of the organism you're talking about, too. Um, an, an animal like a human or a, 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 a macaw. Uh, I, I am opposed to people keeping, and, and I hope I don't offend any any listeners out there. I'm opposed to keeping citiciforms uh, or, or the parrots and macaws and, and things like that as pets, primarily because a lot of folks would go get one, and the same thing is true of boas and, and, and pythons. A lot of folks would go get one, not realizing that their lifespan is similar to ours. You're signing up for a 70-year commitment when you buy a pet like that. And a lot of folks don't realize what the ramifications are before they get it. So an animal like us or a, a macaw, you know, those are long lifespans. And the intergenerational times that it takes for, for uh, adaptations and natural selection to lead into a new species is massive. Do you know why scientists study genetics with fruit flies? 
quicker adaptation. Two weeks lifespan. You know, that's it. It makes total sense. And and uh, and they have more genes than humans do. Strangely enough. Um, it's amazing how science has learned about multiplication of species and, and where things end up creating different species. Um, look at the number of dog breeds that we have. How many species of, of domestic dog are there in the United States? One. One. Canis familiaris. That's it. And all these different breeds have been created by man but a chihuahua and a great dane can still have puppies they're the same species uh we that's why we've got so many mutts around we call it a mutt it's it's just a dog and we create these uh very specialized breeds uh a lot of times to their own detriment i mean bulldogs are are very well known for having respiratory situations and don't live very long. Uh, a lot of Dalmatians are deaf, which is why they used them on the uh, on the fire trucks back in the old days, because the, the bells would not bother them because most of them are deaf. Uh, a lot of people don't realize some of the issues that are out there with, with the different dog breeds that we have. And it, all that is is... Uh, well, that one's forced selection, uh, forced breeding. But in the wild, you know, animals are going to adapt to their environment. We would love to talk to you today about birding, gardening for the birds, gardening for wildlife, questions about honeybees or butterflies or snakes, deer, rabbits, turtles, squirrels, you name it. We'd love to talk to you this morning about that. Yeah, Ken Hackman. Yeah, and if you're one of Ken's students and you want to know what you made on the last test, we're taking those calls and texts as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think any of my students are going to be up this early. Not, well, not. You know, you know they're listening to you. Come on. Oh, uh, well, some do every now and then. Uh, I, I do have some that listen in, and, and they'll tell me about it when I get back to school Monday morning. Um, the, the interesting uh, part of being a teacher is is seeing the lights turn on in students' eyes. And when I have one that does tune in when I'm on the air on Saturdays, they have to be interested. Teenagers do not get up at 8 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. just doesn't happen for, for most reasons. Okay, Ken Hackman, the Birdman, filling in for Garden Mama this morning. We, uh, we'd love to talk to you about what's going on in your yard. And, and give us a call here at 888-808-8637. That's 888-808-8637. Or you can text your question if you're a little bashful. You can text your question in to 601 601- Eight seven nine four three nine five. That's our C Spire text line. Six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five. You're listening to the Garden Mama Show. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. Superior. It's more than a name. It's a promise that we make to our customers to provide you the highest quality U.S. farm-raised catfish at your favorite restaurant, your family reunion, or on your dinner table. 
Hey, this is Steve Azar, and I want to let you know that with Superior Catfish, you know the next bite is as good as the first, time after time. Made possible by your friends and neighbors here in Mississippi. Remember, there's catfish, then there is Superior Catfish. Don't blow your top when you're dealing with your roof and gutters. Call Complete Exteriors. Complete Exteriors offers roof inspections, repairs, full roof installations, and we'll take the stress out of all the insurance claims. Gutters from common 6-inch to custom copper. We also produce all custom copper work in-house, from copper dormers and roofing to gutters and flashing. All sheet metal is handcrafted in-house as well. Complete Exteriors, 601-326-2755. 601-326-2755. When you want mouth-watering flavors, friendly service, and a menu that makes the whole family happy, you want Spillway Diner in Brandon, a hidden gem of Old Cannon Road. We serve your favorite breakfast, dinner, and daily blue plate specials. From savory omelets to country fried steaks, pork chops, and the best fried chicken and catfish around, there's something for everyone, and everyone leaves satisfied. Guaranteed. Come on down to Spillway Diner off Old Bannon Road in Brandon. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook for this week's specials. Garden Mama here. Lakeland Yard and Garden Center has what you're looking for in its full-service nursery and garden center, greenhouse, and garden shop. Meet the professional staff at Lakeland, always ready to help you with trees and shrubs and patio furnishings, tables and cushions for entertaining, as well as pumpkins and pansies, plus soils, mulches, and amendments for your landscape and container plants. Lakeland has seeds and plants for your fall vegetable garden, too. Listen to your mama now. We're growing your way at Lakeland Yard and Garden Center, Lakeland Drive and Airport Road. Quality vehicles, affordable prices, Pinnacle Motors. Hunting season is here, so let Steve Owen and the friendly staff get that truck or trailer along with that edge shed ready for your hunting camp so you can haul that big game back into town. We still have that full line of cars, trucks, and SUVs along with trailers on site or available for order. And don't forget those edge sheds for your backyard or hunting camps. Come see us at the corner of Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon or online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzy. Rizm of Rizza, a prescription-only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or photo. Therapy. With Sky Rizzy, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to Sky Rizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to Sky Rizzy, there's nothing on my skin. And that means everything. doctor today about Sky Rizzy, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZY to learn more.
Another classic piece of music to come in with. Lance, you're killing it down there. I, I tell you what, Garden Mama and her music are just fantastic. We've got a couple of callers that have called in. We're going to get to those real quickly. I think one of them's a, a, a friend of mine. We'll, we'll have to see on that. Um, first question was from one educator to another. Well, thank you, Patricia. Uh, I teach kindergarten. What do you teach? We've enjoyed listening. My girls love barred owl noises. Any chance you can do another one for Lucille and Lawrence Kate? Patricia, I am sorry. There's not a chance. Okay. And and that's not a very good one. There are many people out there that do it much better than I do, Patricia. Uh, knock yourself out as a teacher. That is so exciting to to work with people at that level, and I'm so glad that you enjoy owls and can help spread that message to youngsters at that age. It is so wonderful to hit those minds. Oh, thank you. Uh, she said, uh, you should see the smiles on their faces. Lucille and Lawrence Kate, y'all just enjoy all of that and, and get outside and learn all you can about the birds. Uh, another question real quick. Uh, if I keep Mountain Dew out for the honeybees, will their honey taste like Mountain Dew? <laughs> no, they'll be working hard, though. You know that. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, I have to be honest with you. I, I've studied bees quite a bit. I don't think it's going to taste like Mountain Dew, though. That was, uh, I, I think somebody's trying to pull my leg out there. That I, or if they're not, I, I have to be honest with you and tell you, I do not know the answer to that question. Um, and then very quickly, um, oh, how sweet. Uh, you, I'm getting texts from Patricia here that are just un- unbelievable. Um, real quick, uh Wild Birds Unlimited, Dave, is, is where I get those, uh, those feeders. Okay. And then somebody had a question on, okay, we're going to go to the telephone now, uh, and catch up with Jackie in Bruce, Mississippi. Jackie, go ahead. You're on the air with the Birdman on the Garden Mama show. Good morning. I had, uh, most of my trees were frozen. My gardenia, my rosemary, and my crab apple. And, yes, ma'am. Uh, I've dug them up, and I'm going to replant a gardenia, but there's no instructions on the tag. On Do I plant it all the way to the top of the dirt in the bucket or what? Uh, plant it right level with the, the top of the dirt in the bucket at ground level. Make okay. sure you amend your soil some. Uh, break up that root ball a little bit and give it a good start. And, and, and probably really okay. good time for planting that. Uh, it's not cold enough yet to, to cause any trouble. Uh, just make sure you mulch it well so that those... Those, those tender uh, new rootlets that are going to be coming out uh, and, and growing into your soil there have a chance to get well-developed. This is the perfect time of year for planting, though. Good on you okay. for that. I, I put a little compost in the bottom. That's that's good. That's good. Just uh, make sure your soil is... Comment. Okay. Yeah. No, this is about something else. Go ahead. I was just going to say, make sure your soil is well amended and that you have it uh, a good blend down there to... to if you put a, a new plant in our Yazoo clay, what you've done is yeah. put a plant in a pot, and it cannot grow oh, yeah, that way. Red dirt, yeah. Oh, okay. Red dirt. All right. Okay. One other thing. I just read an article. Hundreds of birds are 
committing suicide on skyscrapers like in Chicago and places. Oh, yes, and ma'am. I'm talking about hundreds. It, it's, it's not Why hundreds. It's uh, millions. And what's happening is as they migrate, uh, the windows are reflective on all these big skyscrapers, and the birds think yeah. that they're flying into space, uh, in, into yeah. air in front of them, and they're just flying right into the windows. Yeah. We have that happen uh, every year. We lose millions and millions of birds to, to window strikes. They're not committing suicide. Uh, they are just <laughs> they're just flying on their own merry way, and there happens to be a building there that we have built so that it's reflective. Yeah. And, and a lot of cities are going to initiatives to stop the reflectivity of some of their skyscrapers now yeah. in larger buildings. Well, that's good news. Yes, ma'am. All what? right. Thank you very much. Do I do that? One other thing. Do I do the same thing with replanting a, a rosemary bush? Do yes, I ma'am. Have a big one? Yes, ma'am. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you. Uh, now, I will say there's a caveat to me answering plant questions. If, if you hear me, uh, if it's something that I think I know about, I'll let you know that I think I know about it. Um, most of the plant questions should be saved for Garden Mama. She is the expert. Now, I can help out a little bit, and I, especially when we're talking about uh, plants for birds. I can I can help a lot with that. We have Andy on the line, and Andy is from Madison. I think this is an Andy that I know, and he has a question or a comment about scissor-tailed flycatchers. Go ahead, Andy. You're on the air with a bird Yes, Ken, I've met you before. Um, Thank you for taking my call. Uh, My question is, I I do a lot of camping and backpacking, and uh, sometimes that takes me to Arkansas and around through north Louisiana. Uh, I always see on the wires and and at various campsites the scissor-tailed flycatchers are you know they'll they'll entertain for hours and hours, oh, yes. sneaking down, and and usually you see them in pairs, and and uh, they're just so fascinating in their the way their tail, you know, they you notice when you see one, it's like what is that? And I've just always thought, you know, you don't have to go far from here to see one, but my question is, do we ever have any of those that come through this area? Do they ever see them here? And if not, you know, what what is it about these patterns that make, you know, because the, much of the terrain here in Mississippi and, and it, you know, it, it seems like it would be similar habitat. Why would they not migrate and, and you know, set up shop here in Mississippi when they're just right across the river in Arkansas and Louisiana. Right. Well, your your question is an interesting one because they're already here. Um, we okay. are seeing them spread. Uh, their their uh, range is, is what we call it, is spreading into the east further. Uh, we do have them up in the Delta. Uh, I have seen them a um, number of places. I see that you're from Madison, and, and we've met. Um, the last scissor tail flycatcher that I saw south of Highway 84, isn't it 84, 82, up there around Grenada? Yeah, the last one that I saw south of 82 happened to be sitting on a power line in front of Madison Avenue Elementary School. So, yeah, we do have them. They come through in migration. They are starting to nest. One of their most common nesting places is along telephone poles, uh, power substations. Uh, They seem to do very well around there, and I don't know exactly why they select those spots. Um, That's where every single nest that I've seen in Mississippi 
is. Is that a power substation or uh, a transformer uh, at a, at a along the power lines? Um, something really unusual like that. And I I really haven't sat down to ask myself why uh, until you called in here. Um, I'm wondering if there's something about the uh, the electricity that's attracting the insects that they need to feed on. I don't know. I've, boy, that's that's yeah. an interesting question that I'm going to have to dig into. Very Are they nocturnal? I know most of those substations no. have lights that stay on all night. No, they're not uh, nocturnal at all. They are strictly diurnal okay. species. Uh, they feed on flies and, and uh, any kind of little flying insect during the daytime. And that long tail is an adaptation for them to be able to change direction very quickly and, and maintain that balance when they're hawking out. It's, it's called hawking, when they're hawking out to yeah. to uh, catch those insects. And that tail helps them maintain balance when they're changing direction very quickly. They also have uh, a shorter... Oh, they're they're so beautiful too. I, it, it's it's questions like this and birds like this, and there's a lot of them that make me wish that uh, everybody was watching the live stream so I could hold a picture up for everyone. <laughs> well, thanks for calling in, Andy. I really appreciate that. yes, that's sir. a that's a great well, question. Thank you for taking the call. Hey, real quick, um, I've noticed some bluebirds. Okay, I'm going to have to get you. Hang on, hang on. We got to go to a break. Okay, come right back. You're listening to The Garden Mama Show. Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWGEmployerServices.com. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. A lot of businesses are losing opportunities to get new customers if they're not online. With the power of Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital, you can reach potential customers and get more referral and repeat business. The highly trained and trusted team at Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital is ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. I noticed mom hasn't been herself lately. She's been forgetful and not remembering to take her medicine. After visiting the orchard, I knew it was perfect. The orchard is Mississippi's premier continuing care retirement community, licensed in Alzheimer's and dementia care for men and women. I know she's in good hands. It's safe, convenient, and most importantly, it feels like home. For that extra peace of mind, call the orchard today for a tour. 601-856-2205 or go to Orchard Retirement. Mississippi is home to over 19 million acres of trees. And with two-thirds of the state covered by forest, these trees are as productive as they are beautiful. In the past 100 years, Mississippi's forests have increased by over 3 million acres while also supporting a growing $13 billion forestry and forest products industry. This is sustainable forestry, and it's how Mississippi's forest and economy will continue to grow for generations to come. Learn more at msforestry.net. That's msforestry.net. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. I'm Caleb Sailors, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. 
Mississippi continues to phase out the state's income tax, with skeptics raising concerns that the cuts will have negative ramifications on the state's budget. However, the numbers have shown that the extra money in residents' pockets has gone back into the local economy. We've seen sales and use tax numbers looking pretty good, and, and that was what was anticipated, that some of those offsets of cuts in individual income taxes, you know, would end up going back into the economy, you know, the economy. And when, when our citizens have money, um, they can use it how they want to. And a lot of people use it to buy more food, buy more uh, products, and that helps keep businesses going. So it's a, it, it's got a kind of rebounding effect when you, when you make um, smart tax cuts. That was Senate Appropriations Chair Briggs Hobson. As the upcoming legislative session nears, lawmakers are expected to continue the push to speed up the process of eliminating the income tax altogether. We are advocacy. A century of wins. Protecting private property rights. Advancing technology. Sustaining our land. Conserving our natural resources. All to pass on to the next generation. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work. Or in some cases, no work at all. Costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. The City of Jackson's contract with Richard's Disposal expires on March 31st. City leaders took up the topic on Tuesday in an effort to avoid another situation like the one they had in April when residents went more than two weeks without garbage service. The council ended up approving a one-year emergency agreement with Richards at that time. Some members want Mayor Chokwe Lamamba to issue a new RFP, but thus far he's declined to do so. Homeowners currently pay around $37 a month for trash. That amount is paid along with customers' monthly water and sewer bills. The mayor of Long Beach thanked the city's board of aldermen for managing the city during his eight-month battle with cancer. He spoke to community leaders on Tuesday, saying he's in remission and at 80% and looking forward to getting back to work. For more Mississippi news, log on to supertalk.fm. In Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. Today is open date Saturday. Mississippi State is open today. Ole Miss is open today. Even Southern Miss doesn't play today. They will play Tuesday, as a matter of fact, coming up against South Alabama in Mobile. The Golden Eagles are 1-5, 0-3 in the Sun Belt. South Alabama is 3-3 and 1-1 in the Sun Belt and have an upset win over Oklahoma State earlier in the year, 33-7. They'll kick off at 6-30 in Mobile on Tuesday night, USM versus South Alabama. There are big games in the Southeastern Conference today. Arkansas is at Alabama. Georgia is at Vanderbilt. Florida is at South Carolina. Texas A&M is at Tennessee. Auburn and LSU will battle each other in Baton Rouge. Missouri will be in Lexington to take on Kentucky. Georgia leads the East. They're 3-0, 6-0 overall. Alabama leads the West. They're 3-0 in the conference and 5-1 overall. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Supertalk Sports Mississippi. We are the people, Mississippians, 
We are the land, growing food, fiber, and timber. We are there when you need us, from the roof over your head to the food on your table. We are small town, but big moments, your next door neighbors. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. It's a big job keeping a whole planet fed. More American producers are turning to the fuel that gives them the power to do it. Propane. With lower costs, cleaner emissions, and greater reliability, propane can do more around your operation better than any other fuel. And with an abundant supply made right here in the U.S., you're helping America stay energy independent. We've got a world to feed, so let's get to work in a clean energy revolution. Energy for everyone. Propane. For more information, visit MSPropane.com. The League Championship Series is set for Major League Baseball's playoffs. The American League Championship Series Game 1 will get underway Sunday night at 7-15. The Houston Astros will take on the Texas Rangers. The Mississippians involved in that series for the Rangers, pitcher Chris Stratton out of Mississippi State, first baseman Nate Lowe out of Mississippi State on the Rangers roster. For the Astros, pitcher Kendall Graveman out of Mississippi State, and a pair of rookies, shortstop Greg Kessinger will get in the lineup made for the Astros is rookie out of Ole Miss and pitcher J.P. France is a rookie out of Mississippi State on the Astros roster. They'll play game two of the American League Championship Series on Monday afternoon at 3.30 and the National League Championship Series game one will be on Monday. That'll get underway at 7 o'clock. Phillies and the Diamondbacks in that one. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. And good morning, Mississippi. Ken Hackman, the Birdman, here with you, filling in for the Garden Mama. She's taking a a well-deserved break, or possibly she is speaking somewhere. That's always a possibility as well. We've got several texts to get to this morning, uh, and then we also want to hear from you out there. Love to talk to you on the air, uh, or you can send in your text, and we'll answer your questions that way. The number to call is 888-808-8637. That's 888-808-8637. Or the C Spire text line is 601-879-4395. That's 601-879-4395. And please don't text and drive. One thing, Ken, I wanted to mention, uh, Andy had a follow-up I wanted us to finish up before you moved on. Yes, I saw that down there uh his question interesting question it is it is it's a really good one uh his question was uh dealing with bluebirds said when should he clean out his bluebird houses he's noticed them checking the houses out and wants to know if he should clean them now you can certainly uh there are people that clean them out very well sprinkle a little seven dust although that's getting harder and harder to come by sprinkle a little seven dust down on the bottom let it sit for a day and then then clean that out real well brush it out real well uh 
They may be checking it out because it's a good place for them to hang out in the wintertime. They will gather, I've seen as many as eight bluebirds in a single bluebird house uh, just to, to gather themselves together and, and stay warm during the winter months. Um, and they also sell special bluebird roosting boxes where the hole is at the bottom and there are pegs up at the top of the box for bluebirds to sit on. And because heat rises, that helps to trap that heat in there. Uh Interesting things out there in the bird world that that we have to look for. A question here from uh, Greg Wise in Ocean Springs, Van Cleve area. Wants to know what the recommended mix is for hummingbirds. Four parts of water to one part of sugar. And I do not use mixes. I refuse to use them. They've got preservatives and things in there that may be harming the birds. I don't use any red food coloring at all. I don't think that's needed. Uh, Just uh, four parts of water to one part of sugar. Doesn't get any... Less expensive than that, and it doesn't get any healthier than that. Please don't use honey or any other artificial sweeteners. Uh, Not good for the babies. We don't want that to happen. Um, We have Rhett in Ridgeland wants to know how to attract crows. You are a wonderful, wonderful person, Rhett. You can throw out corn, and they will come to that whole kernel corn. Uh, You may have some other issues with uh, rats or or other things coming into it as well, Uh, but whole kernel corn will attract them for sure. Uh, There are a lot of other things that you could do. You could could plant some pecan trees. Of course, that may take a little while. Um, But I I would say the easiest thing to do would be to to plant, uh, to throw out some whole kernel corn, Uh, not on the ear, just scattered corn. Throw that out. That's that's probably the best way that I can think of. I love the, the the secondary part of that. His question then with the statement, and Rhett's a great uh, a great listener. Thanks for tuning in, Rhett. I love uh, getting to do so many wear hats, like sitting with, working with Gallo and Garden Mama and Handyman and some Rhett. He's uh, he definitely listens in. But I love the last part of that. I've always liked the idea of making friends with a bird. Absolutely. Yeah, now you speak in your language. You know, he right? is definitely <laughs> speaking my language. Uh, and and Rhett's. Thank you so much for for calling in. And I, I'm sitting here looking at some of your other texts from earlier in the week. There, I, I would like to meet you, sir. <laughs> oh, he's great. He's great. Yeah, definitely. It sounds like it. Uh, Brenda from Mendenhall wants to know uh, how to prevent birds from hitting her windows. Brenda, there are at birding specialty shops there are little decals that uh, just break up the the reflection enough that. That and you can still see out. Uh, that just break up the reflection enough that uh, it will prevent the birds from hitting the window. Most of them are decals or silhouettes of birds of prey that feed on smaller birds, and that prevents them from moving in that direction. Uh, Rich in Kentwood, Louisiana, says that power substations have a sweet smell from the oil inside the transformers. That could be what attracts the insects. That is interesting. Uh, Rich, I appreciate that, and I am going to do some reading and see if I can't figure some things out there. And and I like your photos, by the way. Uh, Some good stuff in there. Andrea in Madison says, if a praying mantis can hurt a hummingbird, absolutely. Uh, I have... I have seen them catch hummingbirds and eat them. Uh, if you look online and and Google uh, praying mantis eating hummingbird and then click on images, you'll find images of praying mantids uh, eating hummingbirds. And it's uh, a circle of life. Uh, I, I, 
I always want to to learn the first sentence or two in in the Swahili of of Circle of Life from the Lion King. I don't know the words. I'd, I'd like to learn them. Um, you went to Africa though. Yes. Did they have that? I mean, could you have? Because uh, that's not the same area though, right? Uh, was that? They close? do speak Swahili where I was. Yes. Okay. Um, you, you didn't do any research and go, hey, I need to perfect this. I no, this. no, I didn't. <laughs> I, I was too busy looking at the uh, the wildlife. The oh. Golly, it was just such an amazing trip. Um, so, yes, Andrea, the answer to your question, <laughs> Stephen Brookhaven, um, Andrea, to answer your question, uh, that is uh, definitely a possibility. There are there are lots of them. And I have an answer for Steve after you, you answer the, the, the technical real-world answer, but I have one, too. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Well, I mean, do you know, do you remember um, Jose and Manuel, or Manuel, mm-hmm. do you remember them? Yeah. The, the sombrero-wearing crows from the Looney Tunes? Si, that, por supuesto. Yeah, yeah that's, why, that's why you attract crows, <laughs> if you're a Looney Tunes fan, you know, you can... Some people just find crows fascinating. They're wonderfully intelligent birds, too. Uh, Susan in Colombia, how are you? Um why are one of my cabinet drawers open by itself? I'm betting that question was not for me. Have I ever seen a hummingbird nest? Uh, Susan, I have been fortunate to find, I would guess, probably 15 or 20 of them uh, through my through my years. That's uh, They're not difficult to find if you're looking for them, and I've, I've just kind of happened upon all of them that I've seen. I haven't really gone out to look for them. Um, but they are they are wonderfully constructed. A, a single hummingbird nest, now the, the ruby-throated hummingbirds we have here in the east, make their nest out of lichens. And they will glue the lichens together in a quarter-sized nest with a mile of spider web. And they wrap that up, and then they'll get some some very soft fibers like those at the top of a cattail uh, when the the flower has gone to seed. Uh, the what looks like the corn dog at the top that's the flower. And when it's gone to seed, it gets all that fluffy uh, trichome. Those are called trichomes, the the fluffy part. And when that goes to seed, um, they'll gather that and line their nest with it. Just wonderful construction, beautiful, beautiful things. They're usually on a downward slope, a slight downward slope of a branch that's about as big around as, um, well, about as big around as the thumb, uh, not not too much bigger than the nest itself. Uh, big thumb. Well, and, you know, and she was uh, also, she, I think she was having a question about the, the cabinet uh, or the drawer that was sliding open, Susan. And I would say it either sounds like you got a haint or we need to, you need to holler back at us in about an hour and Buddy can answer that. Yeah. <laughs> One or the other. Yeah, Buddy just walked into the studio. I yeah, saw him over there. for that question. So, Susan, if uh, we can't answer it with a haint, if you don't have a ghost in the house, I know Buddy will have the right answer. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's just so much that could be talked about. I, I'm, I'm sitting here. I come in to talk about the birds, and we've really talked about so many other things as well. Just, it's been an interesting morning, kind of different from most of the times that I'm on. Uh, question here from Ray in Gluckstadt. Uh, Ray says that 
she doesn't feed the birds, but keeps fresh water in separate bird baths, much appreciated by the smaller birds, especially this summer, Ray. In July, a Cooper's Hawk began to enjoy relief from the heat and began taking baths. So the smaller birds keeping an eye out. I can tell you the answer for that is absolutely. Uh, they know to be cautious. They're always cautious. It's a part of their nature. Um, she doesn't want to set them up for an untimely end, and I appreciate that. Um, you're not setting them up. Everybody's going to be looking for the water, and they all need the water. Now, is it possible that that Cooper's Hawk could take one? Yes, but no more so than it would any other watering location, whether it's in your yard or somewhere else. Uh, the Cooper's Hawk has to eat, too, and um, it's just a, a, a fact of life that everybody needs to have that opportunity to drink, to eat, to survive. And um, unfortunately, the Cooper's Hawks do get some of our small birds that we like to watch, but I'm going to be honest with you, I love to watch the Cooper's Hawks, too. They're wonderfully majestic birds, just absolutely wonderful. But no, you're you're not setting them up for anything, Ray, other than um, just your regular um, – your regular life activity that birds go through. I mean, it's 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 not any better or any worse for them. We've got uh, someone that wants to know, no name here, uh, someone that wants to know what's the best way to reestablish quail on your property. Let the grass grow and don't cut it. That's that's the best thing that I can tell you. Let the grass grow. Don't cut it. Uh, you need a, a fairly good area of grass. Um, it helps to have some pine in the area. They love to nest in and around pines, um, not in the tree itself, obviously. They nest on the ground. Uh, but they love uh, an area near a pine forest that's wide open and grassy. And it would probably do to make sure that you control the fire ants in, in the area and uh, always, always make sure that they've got plenty of cracked corn and, and other things like that. Now, they're going to find their food themselves, uh, but they love the seeds from those big, tall grasses, and, and they'll eat and feed on that mostly but they'll eat cracked corn that's a good way to help attract them uh and just let that pasture grow nice big pasture let that grass grow and i I wanted to mention i lived in north mississippi for 21 years loved it up there the hill country Mm -hmm. and one thing i would notice and it would be everywhere i was kind of blown away because i'd never seen this before but the mason jars with quail eggs and they'd be at gas stations at liquor stores and tobacco shops all over and and it would be quite a few different producers. Mm-hmm. And it was I've never had a quail egg. So all you North Mississippi folks up there, please explain <laughs> to me how there's so many different quail egg producers. And I don't see them down here. I don't see them in other areas. But that's fascinating to me. And I never bought one because it was always like it had the label. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's you know, pickled quail egg. But I, I've heard they're amazing. Yes. I, I have never tried one, but I would be glad to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can answer the question about uh, – why up there? Yeah. And it's not necessarily there as, as much as it is anywhere regionally uh, those things happen. I had a next-door neighbor when I was growing up down on the coast. Uh, a lot of folks know that I'm from Biloxi. Um, I had a next-door neighbor that had a standing order. Now, if my dad's listening this morning, he can call in and correct me on the numbers. But I believe he had a standing order for 75,000 quail a year 
that he raised for the restaurant industry. And he also raised something like 12,000 pheasant a year and just wide variety of them. Um, golden pheasant, the, the ringneck pheasants. Is your dad? No, my next-door neighbor. Next-door neighbor. I was uh, wondering where you got the love of birds. It had to come very early. That, that. Actually, um, I started off with a fascination for reptiles, and, and the bird thing kind of grew on me. It, it's actually an interesting story. I got in trouble at school. I, I wasn't the uh, – not a troublemaker, but, but – talked a lot and everything like that and and uh i was kind of a nerd and well i'm still kind of a nerd um got in trouble at school and and spent a few days at home and dad sent me out to the farm and i was uh we we had this place out of the chudica above river 26 acres and i was mowing grass and and sat down uh leaned up against a pine tree on that open pine savannah down there on the coast and a swallow-tailed kite flew up and landed on a dead snag about probably 20, 25 feet in front of me and about 10 feet off the ground, and I was mesmerized, and that's when it started. Um, then I had a professor in college that, that kind of expanded on my love of birds, and it it just kind of took off. It, it takes a life of its own, and, and if you ever stop to pay attention, they're fascinating. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just named my, my puppy. I, just, I got an eight-week-old German short-haired pointer, and uh, he looks like what i named him he his name is hawk and he looks just like a hawk man i mean he's something else but yeah i love i grew up in the same you know just being around birds all the time quail dove pheasant uh you know ducks geese just and sitting in the yard looking at the cardinals or it, it, it fascinating we had a big yard trees and everything so very fortunate to grow up outside but always fascinated by the world of the bird because like you said if you lay back on your back and look up in the sky that dude or girl, she's got it made. I mean, they're floating around, having a big time, can mm-hmm. see everything. You know, they make make travel so easy. I mean, I'm envious. You know, I they're such fascinating creatures, and I I I don't think that I will ever lose that fascination. I started birding. Oh goodness, it's been about 35 years ago now, and um, I, I am not uh, I am not as good a birder as some other folks. Wow, oh wow! I just just pulled up this picture from Rich. I'm sorry. I I'm also ADHD. Can you tell that? Look, there goes a squirrel. Uh, I pulled up this picture from Rich. He's holding, or actually, he has it sitting on his hand. Uh, a Carolina chickadee landed on his finger. He's parked in his semi-truck, and the Carolina chickadee just came in and landed on his finger. That's amazing. It looks like a young bird, uh, possibly a juvenile, uh, though I can't quite tell for sure uh, without seeing the tail feathers. And scroll up about two pictures up and look at the beautiful owl he sent us a while back as well. I did see the great horned owl. Uh, no, it's a barred owl. Barred owl. Um, I was wanting to know what that one was. Boy, That's, what a beautiful oh, yeah. creature. Goodness. Um, that is a beautiful owl. Rich, you seem like a really interesting guy. Oh, he is. Um, yeah. we, we got some great folks that, uh, that participate. Family. Yeah, these folks are family. I'm, I'm trying to see what we've got here. Great. Great crested flycatcher. I'm, I'm, oh, 
Nice. Uh, by the way, Nancy, I do have uh, great crested flycatchers nesting in the yard. They're they're beautiful birds. Um, don't have pileatids in the yard nesting, but I have them come through when the persimmons ripen up every year. Boy, there's some interesting things coming in on the text line this morning. That's uh, that's great. I don't think I can remember having so many texts in the past. Boy, this is Ken Hackman, the Birdman. We've got another half hour to go. So excited to have you with us. This is the Garden Mama Show, and it's my pleasure to fill in for her this morning, right here on Super Talk Radio. What you love? Tell y'all what you love. Oh, yeah. Every week. Call 1-800. Welcome back. We're talking to Bob and his wife, Jenny, about doghouse living. Well, it's okay. Ours is a two-story doghouse, and on the bright side, it's a great alternative for today's high-priced homes. Really? Try having your feet hang out all winter. Well, my daddy always said, put your best foot forward. Folks, stay out of the doghouse by calling 811 before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. Superior. It's more than a name. It's a promise that we make to our customers to provide you the highest quality U.S. farm-raised catfish at your favorite restaurant, your family reunion, or on your dinner table. Hey, this is Steve Azar, and I want to let you know that with Superior Catfish, you know the next bite is as good as the first, time after time. Made possible by your friends and neighbors here in Mississippi. Remember, there's catfish, then there is Superior Catfish. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the Metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden Center. Brighten the coming fall days and spice up your porch with the magnificent colors of cushion mums in bud and bloom. Lakeland has them. While you're there, be sure to check out the large selection of tropical plants and citrus trees for your sunroom, too. And don't forget to pick up winterizer for your lawn. Fall feeding promotes deep root growth and helps your lawn weather the winter. Listen to your mama now. We're growing your way at Lakeland Yard and Garden Center. Lakeland Drive and Airport Road. Who said food? Who said rides? Who said free parking? I say Yazoo County Fair. The most beloved tradition of Yazoo is back. The Yazoo County Fair is celebrating 95 years with a whole week of entertainment and fun. From October 13th through October 21, enjoy all rides for one price. Plus arts and crafts, local canning exhibits, petting zoo, and other fair favorites included in your general admission. Parking is free, so we hope to see you at 120 Hugh J. McGraw Drive. Find all the details on Facebook or go to visityazoo.org. Imagine it's the final game of the season, but your symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC are making a comeback. What should you do? Keep managing your constipation with belly pain the same old way or try getting ahead of your symptoms by talking to your doctor about Linzess, linaclotide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help. 
help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine, what could relief from IBSC mean for you? Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. We've sent that Rip Van Winkle guy to the dentist. Hey, what? Hey, what? And what's worse than a trip to the dentist? Your wife's paint project that you've put off. Let Seabrook Paint in Jackson and Ridgeland find that Benjamin Moore paint and a contractor that will get you back doing the important things in life, like grilling and watching sports. Seabrook, Benjamin Moore paint, and a happy wife, happy life. Seabrook Paint in Jackson on Monument and in Ridgeland on West Jackson. First down. Listen to my bluebird laugh. She can't tell you why. Deep within her heart, you see, she knows all I cry. Just right. Always, always great music. I, I could just, you know what? I think I'll just start coming on Saturday mornings and hanging out and listening to the music while Nelly talks. Oh, that's funny because Buddy and Nelly both, we got to laugh about how long do you play the song because, you know, it is a talk show. Uh, it is a talk yeah. show. And, you know, but <laughs> it's hard not to enjoy the music. Right. And Paul Paul and I have kind of a little competition. He get he does the in and I do the outs. So we kind of feed off of each other, and it's a lot of fun <laughs> because we'll get a lot of comments like, man, the bumpers are great. So and it, we really appreciate you guys noticing that. So thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. It's hard to please you and bring Absolutely. out. Absolutely some good stuff years ago and I, I don't know what happened to it years ago one of the producers put together a um a little tag that said uh while mama's away the Birdman will play welcome ken hackman to weekend gardening uh of course now it's the garden mama show instead of weekend gardening she is such a wonderful wonderful lady i love nelly well, um, we have her you know we have garden mama swag now you have the t-shirts so they're amazing she was uh we had the um, well, she did it, the bottle tree uh, garden tour last week, and, uh-huh. and she was booked up solid. And uh, you know, I knew if she didn't call me on Sunday, it was going to be like, ah, oh, it didn't go well. But I got a call, and I said, I was waiting on this. How did it go? And she goes, Oh my God, it was amazing. Had the best time, the best people. Got forty t-shirts out. So there's going to be. You'll start seeing the Garden Mama t-shirt, and you know you're going to have to get one of those. T-shirts. I I I want one now. You yeah. can go ahead and let her know. <laughs> I need a three XLT. Okay, three XLT. Mm-hmm. Um, this, you know, when I got this at the concert, they said it was a three X. This is not a three X. I have three X. They make all over the house. Now. Most they are. I think they're them. skimping on the on the. Uh, they need to change the sizes. Well, if, I, I if they're going a bunch to. of stuff over the holidays mm-hmm. last year from uh, a site. You know, and mm-hmm. I was like, I'll give it a try, and I, I accidentally hit like the sizing chart. And um, I, I looked at it, and I, I measured. I said, well, those, are, those have got to be measurements for small people because, like, triple extra large was me. And I'm, you know, I'm not that big. So I was like, wow. So, yeah, I think you're right. Sizes are a little different these days. I absolutely agree. We've got quite a few texts in here that we need to get to, Lance. And, uh, of course, we'd always love to talk to you on the air as well. The number to call is 888-808-8637, 888-808-8637. Call us up and tell us what's going on in your yard or ask questions about birds, gardening for wildlife, whatever you'd like to talk about. We're here to talk to you this morning. 
Ken Hackman, the Birdman, filling in for Garden Mama. You can also send us your questions by text at 601-879-4395. That's the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. all kinds of uh, wonderful questions. Marvin's got a picture of a bird feeder, and boy, are you right in the middle of that one. Uh, that looks like, if I'm not mistaken, it looks like a female house finch there uh, on the feeder. That's so close, it's, and it's uh, just right up there. Um, we've got a long question here. Um, Good morning. This is Mike from Lamar County. Listen to Garden Mama all the time. Listen to the bird man. Heard him talking about hummingbirds. One type of hummingbird that is white. They'll come this far south, but it's very seldom that you see them. Uh, actually, it's it's not a species. It's either a, an albino or a leucistic hummingbird. And they are – the way to tell whether it's an albino hummingbird or a leucistic hummingbird is to look at the eyes. If they're black, then it's leucistic. And if they're – pinkish then it's an albino it's it's not as rare as as people think it's just that uh, you're not going to see them that often because it is a, a situation of recessive uh, mutation uh, not mutation just recessive traits coming through uh, think about a white rabbit that you see uh, for example at a pet store white rabbit with pink eyes how often do you see one of those white rabbits in the woods you don't. That's that's a natural recessive trait that can come out. Uh, it's just very rare for one to survive in the wild. So uh, that's the the situation there. Uh, next question about four of the great crested flycatchers nesting twenty five feet from your porch. Oh boy, this that's just so wonderful. I have had them nesting in my yard for quite a while. In fact, I just cut all of the branches and the top out of a pine tree and left the trunk about thirty feet standing in. Uh, in my backyard, and I'm waiting for the woodpeckers to move in there. Um, what happened to them after nesting? They Okay, that's called post-breeding dispersal, and what they have done is move out uh, to look for food, moving away from the nesting area to look for food. Uh, they may return next year. Uh, great crested flycatchers are secondary cavity nesters, meaning that they, they live in old woodpecker holes, uh, and, of course, they've been known to move into boxes too. Uh, they make great crested flycatcher birdhouses that you can have and put up. Uh, next question, he says, I've got four Indian hens. The name of them is pileated woodpecker. Um, I love pileated woodpeckers. They come in every year and feed on the uh, the persimmons in my yard. Um, and then next, he says, live in a home made of cypress and cedar. They're pecking it really bad. Uh, that's probably drumming. Uh, if it's cypress and cedar, you don't have much of an insect problem unless it's really, really old. Uh, cypress and cedar typically do not get attacked by insects that much. If it's not the insects that, that are there, then the woodpeckers are using it to drum territory. Uh, next hung up some shiny CDs around the porch and they leave it alone. They now peck the magnolia and bay trees. Um, hmm. Well, magnolia and bay probably have insects. Unless, if they're dying, for sure. Four whippoorwills left to hang around the pond. I gotta look and see where you are again here. Mike from Lamar County. Okay, Mike. Those are Chuckwill's widows. I don't know if you were listening earlier. The Chuckwill's widow, we don't have whippoorwills this far south. Uh, maybe the very 
far northeastern corner of the state may have them. The difference between them is difficult to to tell. It takes an uh, an experienced birder to look at them and tell the difference. Uh, it's easy to tell the difference if you hear them. If you hear them, the Chuck Will's widow sounds like. I can't do it with my my lips aren't aren't moist enough. And the whippoorwill is kind of a. So easy enough to tell them apart. Um, your question was found a nest. Yes. Kept tracking it. The nest was on the ground. Walked up on her at night. Uh, black with white stripes. Yes, 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 yes. Love them. Um, watch the bald eagles this far south. We have photos of the nest on Perkins Creek with the eagle sitting in it. My mom has seen one swoop down on the pond and get a duck. No one believed me about the eagles until they started flying over. They are such wonderful and majestic creatures. If they are, Even if they are scavengers, they're so majestic looking. Fly over an abandoned field on a hot day. Well, I appreciate you listening, and those are wonderful questions, and, and that's okay. You, you send as many questions as you want to. We'll try to get to all of them. And appreciate you listening and, and sending the questions in, Mike. That's, that's awesome. Uh, follow-up question from Dennis from Senatobia. I bought 200 flight-ready quail and released them. What would be the percentage that would live? I would think it's going to be pretty low, Dennis, and and the reason I say that is because they've been raised and reared in captivity. Um, I do know that the ones that got away from the pens down on the – I never finished that story, Lance. Uh, I had a next-door neighbor down on, on the coast that raised all those uh, quail, and when Hurricane Camille hit, 75,000 quail – and uh, about 10,000 pheasants were released uh, when when they got out of the pens. And we had quite a few pheasants around the, the coastal area of Mississippi for quite some time. They're not native here. Well, they're not native anywhere in the United States, but they are. Uh, they have moved in and, and started breeding here. They were brought in from Europe. Um, 200 flight-ready quail. I'm, I'm guessing that the percentage that would live would be very, very low. Um, I don't know that for a fact. I will try to uh, to get that information. Leave your number with Lance. Um, actually, I can see it here. I'll try to get back there, and I'll try to give you a call when I can find out the answer to that question. If I don't know something, I'm going to let you know that I don't know it, uh, and, and we'll get that answer for you. Okay, William from Jones County. How far apart can you put bluebird houses? William, they say 100 feet, but I'm going to tell you right now, I've seen them 10 feet from each other and have birds in both of them. Um, 100 feet is what they recommend, 100 feet apart, but I have seen a single yard that had six bluebird boxes in it, and every one of them were full. Uh, It was a large yard, but it wasn't overly large. It was probably about an acre in size, and that's amazing to have that many of them. Good luck with that, and, and I hope you enjoy your bluebirds. Ray and Clinton has a question. I have a bat question. Our house faces due west. I put a bat house on the north side of our outdoor kitchen. It has only attracted a few bats. I was wondering if I put one on the south side, which is exposed to the sun all day, would that be a better location? I prefer putting mine on the eastern face. Now, obviously, it's got to be put uh, where it's easier to mount. Uh, Mine's up in a gable that faces east, and that's the best. It gets that uh, morning sunshine. Um, 
if you have attracted a few bats, that's pretty good. Uh, now, one of those large bat houses can hold 500 bats, but um, and, and they're so good. They eat mosquitoes. A lot of people love the Purple Martins, and you know what? I think I missed a Purple Martin question that was somewhere in the texts. A lot of people love their Purple Martins, but the reality is that uh, Purple Martins eat very few mosquitoes. They only about... Three percent of their diet is uh, mosquitoes. Hey, since you're talking about Martins, we do have a caller, Larry, online in Grenada that is curious about Martins. So, okay, we can roll to that whenever you want. All right, uh, we will go ahead and get that, and then we'll get back to these text questions. Uh, Larry, thanks for holding. I didn't realize you were there. You're listening to Garden Mama Show. This is Ken Hackman, the Birdman. What can we do for you? Yeah, I've got I've got four Martin houses. I got about twenty four acres of land. I mixed with some pines. My, my Martin houses is in the middle, and I've had as high as a hundred to hundred and fifty Martins that parked on the light, light and stuff. But for the last couple of years, you know, I, I withered down, and I, I have no Martins anymore. And I've always cleaned them out of the end into a lot, eight, but teaspoon. You know, seven dust and scattered around in the, uh, to keep the mites and stuff. Uh huh. But I just wondered maybe if the light pattern is changed because uh, I have no martins and it's other people uh, seven eight miles from me that's that's still got an abundance of martins. So I was just wondering, you know, maybe something that I could do. Uh, there is a recording, and, and I don't know that you need to buy the tape anymore. I, you used to buy the actual cassette tape and put it out for them to uh, listen to. There's a recording called Dawn Song, D-A-W-N-S-O-N-G, for Purple Martins, and you simply play it. Uh, at dawn around your house during the migration season in in February, March, when they first start coming in March. And um, if you play that, it attracts the scouts as they come through. They'll hear other martins, and being such a gregarious species, they'll come into that and and feed together uh, or, or come in together and start roosting, and then the nesting will, will commence that way. That's the best way that I know of. If you've already got ex- established houses and they've just disappeared, they haven't changed the flight patterns. There are a lot of really strange things going on right now as as we're going through this climate change. But um, the flight patterns themselves haven't changed. The timing is what's changing. Uh, but I would recommend keeping them clean just like you always have and then find a way to play that dawn song. Uh, I'll see if I can find some information on that, uh, but if you just look up on Google, uh, Dawn Song, uh, Purple Martin recording to attract Purple Martin, something along those lines, you should be able to find it. Yeah. All right. Well, that would be great. And I'll try that this next, you know, February, March. I'll get me a, a player, and I'll just plug it up and let it play, cut it on each morning real early. Yeah. Well, I need to quit it, cut it off by 10 o'clock. Yeah, that would, that would be about fine. Yeah. All right. I appreciate the info. Y'all have a good day. Thank okay. You too. Thanks for that question. Great one. Um, the bat question that we were in the middle of, face east and put it up about 15 feet or higher uh, is the best place. Uh, Sandra says, hey, Birdman, love to listen to you. I have a mockingbird in my yard, and I'm wondering if they nest this time of year. Heard him singing one day, then now sounds like a kitten meowing. Now, if you have 
uh, something sounding like a kitten meowing, you may also have a gray catbird in the area. They are very closely related to the mockingbird. They're both called mimic thrushes. Uh, catbirds, brown thrashers, and mockingbirds are all closely related to each other. Uh, they're not nesting now, uh, but they are singing, and they'll sing at night. That's when they're really getting cranked up. Uh, a lot of folks don't like to have them at night uh, around because that will disturb uh, your sleep some. Thanks for the question, Sandra. Um, hope that answered it. Um, Inca doves. Oh, we're going to have to get back into that one when we come back from the break. Ladies and gentlemen, we'd love to talk to you. Give us a call at 888-808-8637. Uh, send those texts in. I'm, I'm loving those this morning at 601-879-4395 on the C Spire text line. Ken Hackman, the Birdman, filling in for Garden Mama this morning. Love to talk to you. We'll see you right in a second. Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer Services You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. Are customers able to find you online? With the power of Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital, you can reach potential customers and get more referral and repeat business. Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com. I'm Rankin County District 4 Supervisor Steve Gaines. As a retired federal special agent and president of the Board of Supervisors, I'd like to thank every person in Rankin County for helping make our county the most desirable place in Mississippi to live and raise a family. We have accomplished so much during this term, but there are many more goals to achieve. I asked for your support four years ago, and you elected me in a landslide. On November the 7th, I'm asking you to hire me again to manage and lead Rankin County. Paid for by friends of Steve Gaines. Ready for the big game? You are if you have a Honda generator from Frederick Sales and Service. Frederick Sales and Service can have you game day ready for your tailgate party. Honda Super Quiet Generators are known for being reliable, lightweight, and fuel efficient, so you can enjoy the game without all the noise and hassle that lesser generators provide. Pick up a Honda generator today at Frederick Sales and Service on Highway 471 in Brandon or call 601-824-0074. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzi, Rizemkism of Rizza, a prescription-only 150-milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzi, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzi is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to Sky Rizzi. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to Sky Rizzi, there's nothing on my skin, and that means everything. 
doctor today about SkyRizzy, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. Since 1871, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers. We have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Ream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> Ream. The new degree of comfort. I want to keep listening, but we've only got so much time left. Ken Hagman, the Birdman, filling in for Garden Mama this morning. You're listening to the Garden Mama Show. Uh, we need to get right back to the uh, to the text line here. Uh, all kinds of wonderful questions. Uh, someone texted in, wanted to know um, what my favorite birding app is. I have two on my phone. I use iBird Pro, iBird Pro, and I use the Sibley app. Uh, both of those are absolutely wonderful. Uh, you can't go wrong with either one of them. I use one for some things and one and the other one for other things. Uh, they both have uh, very interesting capabilities um, and, and their own unique style, and that's why I use the combination of the two, Sibley and iBird Pro. Uh, they are not cheap, uh, but they're worth every penny. Um, Patty here says that she had some Inca doves in North Van Cleve, a uh, beautiful part of the state down there. I love those uh, open pine savannas. Seems pretty far east for their usual range. Uh, Patty, that is far east, and I don't know that I've ever seen them that far east in Mississippi myself. Now, I'm sure there are people that have. Uh, obviously, you have. You know what? Come to think of it, I remember a report of some in Pascagoula a number of years ago. Uh, it is further east than they are normally found. Um, I love those little Inca doves. They are so beautiful. Uh, that beautiful scalloping on, on their feathers is just amazing. And uh, I am so glad that you had those, uh, Patty. That's They're just wonderful, wonderful birds. Congratulations on having those, uh, by the way. Uh, here is a question. I think I have white flies eating my shrubs from the inside out. How do I get rid of the flies, and can I save the shrubs? Boy, that's a Nellie Neal question. That's a garden mama I question. Little, I can give you a little info on that just from listening to her. You know, they're sap suckers. They're trying yeah. to get all the goodies. Right. And you just need to get uh, an organic spray generally. Organic spray or neem's oil, and, something and, along and, those lines. And, and just kind of, you know, apply it, and hopefully that will get it in the first try. If not, you just kind of rinse and repeat, so to speak. Uh, but I would go to your best store and ask for the, the, the safest product and let them know the exact shrub or tree you're working with. And, and try to use an organic product yeah, rather to, than exactly. the – the chemical stuff. Exactly. That's uh, 
that's not as good. Okay. Boy, this is fun looking at all these. Uh, here's a question. How do we keep bluebirds out of our martin gourds? They chase the martins away. Well, boy, that's a that's a an interesting question. Um, you can put cat – well, no, you're talking about gourds. Blue uh, Martin houses can be bought with little caps that go into the openings to prevent other birds from nesting there before the martins arrive. Um, you might want to try putting something in the opening of the gourds to, to stuff it full until it is time uh, for the martins to arrive. Uh, that's a, a tough thing to know exactly when to pull those caps out. There are books out there on, on when to do that. I do not have that knowledge myself. Uh, I had a Martin house maybe 25 years ago, but I've never really kept Martins. Um, They are wonderful, wonderful birds, and I love watching them. And I applaud anybody that has the time to to keep Martins and and keep up gourds and houses. Uh, My best advice for you there is to plug up the holes until it's time for the Martins to show up. I love bluebirds, too. I just have to say that. I, I understand that you want your martins, but uh, bluebirds can't possibly take more than one or two of those gourds unless you've got just loads of bluebirds, in which case I would be ecstatic. Um, but I also understand that you want your martins. I mean, my papa loved his martins. Oh, yeah. Two poles, and, I mean, there had to be ten, you know, ten gourds. Mm-hmm. Hand carved, uh, grown oh, wow. on the farm, and had them for years. And had four or five or six stacked over there, just you know, in case one got broken. And he'd sit out there and just watch those martins. Put in a big chaw red man, and, uh-huh. <laughs> and sit there. And you know, them. they make plastic martin gourds now that that are just indestructible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, these were uh, you know farm grown on the on the farm and uh-huh. for years and. Uh, but he was such a fan of those Martins. Uh, that was his babies. Yeah. I'm I'm not a big fan of plastic, but I will say the gourds last a long time, and I think they are made with recycled plastic. Uh, thank you for the text. I, I, I hope I didn't offend you. I love my Martins, too. Uh, I just don't don't raise them. I, I can understand if they're chasing the Martins away because they're, they're territorial when they get a house. Um, thanks for the text. Uh, my – my best advice is to plug up the holes until it's time for them to show. Hackman, straight out of the L room. <laughs> Sorry, that got me all choked up. I don't know who this is. Um, one of my students, evidently, because L room is the um, the number of the room that I'm in, in, in at school. I so, told you one of them's going to be listening. Yes. And he didn't want to put a name with it because he's like, I don't want it to, I don't want to be a teacher's pet here, but I'm uh, not listening. Wouldn't, wouldn't be a teacher's pet. That's, that's, uh, and, and that student should know that I love all of my students and I go to great, great lengths to make sure that they all know that. Um, it's just important to me to treat everybody with the kind of respect that we all deserve to be treated with. Um, that's just the way I roll. Love it. Wish I did know who it was. Andy and Jackson says, I found if you give them good candy, they'll go away. Oh, Andy sent us a wonderful text of um, a particular species of bat that shows up in large numbers at the end of the month every year. And can you pull that picture up, Lance, and put it on the live feed? Uh, yeah, I'll try to get it quickly. Yeah, just love this. It's a wonderful, wonderful uh, bat species. Uh, it's... um. I, if I can remember correctly, I think it's Chiroptera 
Chiroptera chocula. Choroptera choculitis or something along those lines. Uh, oh, that's it. Choroptera uh, countess choculus. Choroptera countess choculus. Yes, that's the uh, the species of bat that shows up this time of year all over the place, especially right around the end of October. And, of course, if you have not already figured it out, we're talking about Halloween. So beautiful, Andy. Love that. Great cereal, too. Count choculus. Uh, it really is. I haven't had any in probably 40 years, but uh, I used to love it. Used to love it. Uh, give them good candy and they'll go away in peace. Andy, uh, let me give you my address and uh, you can drop some of that candy off at my place. Uh, those of you that are watching can tell from the tightness of my T-shirt that I do enjoy my candy, uh, especially the chocolate chocolate candies. So, wow, what a great morning we've had so far, Lance. I I don't feel like I've been as eloquent on the air this morning as I, I like to be, uh, just kind of chopped up. I'm not used to getting so many wonderful texts, and I'm, I'm sure that there's a, a way that Nellie reads those. I know there is. I've heard her. Reads those, and I, I need to get more... Uh, more attuned to that so that I can do a better job when I'm in next time. And I always look forward to coming in and, and spending time with you folks. And, uh, boy, it's just such a, such a privilege and such a joy to, to fill in for Garden Mama when she's away. And I appreciate it. Really do. Wow, we've had quite a morning. Lance, uh, next time I see you, I'm, we, we need to have some philosophical discussions. You mentioned when I was on uh, earlier uh, at another time that you thought that I was a fascinating guy. Dude, you're the fascinating guy. I don't know about that, but uh, thank I you do. for the compliment. I appreciate <laughs> it. I just have a lot of fun hanging out with all you awesome people. And, and, oh. and you know, they let me wear a few hats, so it is, it is such a wonderful honor to get to do that. And uh, I, I want to tell my bosses and everybody that listens to us and, and that I get to work with and for, thank you. I have a blast with you all. Uh, I, I, it's a it's a joy and a pleasure to be on and, and work with you, too. I, I, I mean that. Yeah, fist bump through the glass. Uh, wow, what a great morning. I hope that you're enjoying the great outdoors and uh, listening to us outside maybe with the radio and, and getting out in the yard and doing some work and watching the birds sit on the back porch and sip some coffee and enjoy that beautiful nature out there that we've been given. Uh, y'all have a wonderful, wonderful morning. Ken Hackman, the Birdmen, filling in for Garden Mama. I've enjoyed it. We'll see you next time right here on the Garden Mama Show. Customers, a whole home energy upgrade. The Propane Energy Pod Builder Incentive Program. What's the Propane Energy Pod? It's a total home energy upgrade that combines high-efficiency propane gas appliances to meet a home's major energy needs and delivers superior comfort and efficiency compared with all electric homes. Not only is it good for homeowners, it's good for builders, too. All propane homes, on average, are valued up to 5% higher than all electric homes. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. We are advocacy, a century of wins, protecting private property rights, advancing technology, sustaining our land, conserving our natural resources, all to pass on to the next generation. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org.
For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Every 40 seconds, a child is reported missing. Find the Children is a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping find missing kids. You can be a part of their mission by donating your unwanted car. Call 1-800-775-5622. You'll receive the maximum tax deduction, and we provide fast, free pickup. Call 1-800-775-5622. Donate your unwanted or unused car. Call 1-800-775-5622. This advertisement was paid for by Cars R Us and find the... A Super Talk Mississippi media production. 